Welcome to Family Law Talk, presented by Kirk Stangy of Stangy Law Firm, PC. Stangy Law Firm is a family law firm in the St. Louis metro area with offices in Missouri and Illinois. Now, here's your host, Kirk Stangy. Welcome to Family Law Talk. My name is Kirk Stangy, and I am one of the managing partners of Stangy Law Firm. Welcome today to uh, today's topic on Family Law Talk with Stangy Law Firm. It's an interesting one with the prevalence of social media out there, which is the title is Dangers of Social Media Postings in Family Law Matters. It's a really interesting topic. We'll get to it here in just a second, but before I do, I will state, as I always do, that the choice of a lawyer is an important decision that should not be based solely upon advertisements, that the information you obtain today in this episode is general in nature and it may not apply to specific factual or legal circumstance. Therefore, if you require legal advice, you should definitely consult and hire an attorney who's licensed and competent to practice law in your specific jurisdiction. All right, well, on to the topic. Again, the topic is dangers of social media postings and family law matters, and this is based on an article uh, that we have on our webpage, stangylawfirm.com. If you click on the article tab, uh, the title of the article is Stan- or the title of the article is Steve Nash case shows how the use of Twitter in a custody case can become important. So that's the title of the article. So as a follow up to the episode today, you can certainly go to www.stangylawfirm.com, click the articles tab, and then read uh, the article itself. It's definitely an interesting article. And at the bottom of the article, we actually cite uh, the legal opinion itself, which is. This is based on a case that came out of Arizona from the Arizona Court of Appeals. The case is Nash versus Nash. In the site, for those of you that have Westlaw or Fast Case or have the ability to uh, pull up cases, maybe Lowest Law, there's other programs out there, but the, the citation is 307 Pacific 3rd 40. It's a case that came out. Uh, July 23rd, 2013. It's a really interesting case. I think it's important to talk about because there's so many folks on social media, you know, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and numerous other sites out there. But, you know, a lot of parties are tempted uh, to uh, sort of unleash on social media. So if they're upset with their ex or they're upset with their current spouse, maybe who they're going through a family law matter with, you know, the temptation is to post on the social media sites. Um, and maybe people just do it not really thinking. Uh, maybe they're kind of looking for some sympathy or support of other people that are out there. Uh, maybe they just do it out of frustration, and it's just a way to sort of uh, uh, let that frustration out. But uh, the Steve Nash case really shows the dangers of doing that, especially in a custody case where kids are involved. And you know, for those of you that aren't basketball fans, Steve Nash is a NBA basketball player, a very good basketball player who's a high-profile player, and, and uh, you know, I mean, I, most people know who he is, and his divorce has certainly got a lot of attention. But uh, the basic facts of this case are this. The parties get divorced, and they enter a kind of a general non-disparagement clause uh, in that divorce decree itself, which is really pretty typical. And we see these in Missouri and in Illinois, which is, you know, the parties aren't going to say bad things uh, to the kids about the other parent, and they're not going to put the kids in the middle on adult-related issues, and, you know, they won't try to communicate through the kids between each other. And, and, and all this obviously makes a ton of sense. This is what anybody going through a divorce should do is keep the kids out of it, and, and that way the kids are affected as little as possible by the divorce or the custody proceedings. But uh, uh, in this specific case, the parties entered a joint custody agreement, and according to the Court of Appeals decision, which I have right in front of me, 
It stated this. It stated all communications between the parents shall be respectful. The parents agree that neither parent shall disparage the other party to the children and that each parent shall model respect for the other parent in their in their interactions with the children. Uh, neither parent shall do or say anything to the children that would negatively impact the child's opinion or respect for the other parent. So that's that's the kind of non-disparagement clause, if you will, that is put in the parenting agreement, which is which is common in uh, Kasek case. Uh, the problem in this specific case is the the day the decree was issued, mother, according to the opinion, used her Twitter account to tweet a quote biting criticism of father's integrity. And the in the specifics of it, the court of appeals didn't even put the specifics of it in there because apparently, I think you can presume. Um, it wasn't kind. I mean, it was a biting criticism, and so the Court of Appeals in this case apparently chose not to, to republish uh, this tweet, <clears throat> probably out of respect for the children here in this case, so they wouldn't they wouldn't read it in the opinion someday when they were adults. But uh, uh, that's basically it. You know, they agreed not to, to 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 make comments that were disparaging to the children about the other parent, but then. Uh, the day the divorce decree is issued, mother uses that Twitter account to tweet a biting criticism, and uh, and that would that's what in part set off you know more litigation between the parties in this case. And uh, uh, what the trial court did with this was uh, ultimately entered an order prohibiting disparaging remarks on social media. So. Uh, you know, they took this non-disparagement clause and they entered an order that, that, in fact, made it a little bit more specific, a little tighter, in that they prohibited either party from from saying anything further on social media. And again, they relied on uh, the clause in the judgment itself, which is this non-disparagement clause that that I just read a minute ago. And uh, uh, in essence, mom challenged this. Uh, mom took this up indicated that she thought that this violated her First Amendment rights and that she had the right to state, you know, what she wanted to state uh, on social media and she shouldn't be prohibited from doing so. Of course, Mr. Nash argued, you know, there's this non-disparagement clause and and by posting these comments on Twitter, in fact, she violated the non-disparagement clause and uh, shouldn't be allowed to do that anymore. And, and so this case goes up on appeal and, and the Arizona Court of Appeals ultimately found uh, that in this case... Uh, uh, Alejandra Nash, who is the uh, the ex-wife of Steve Nash, couldn't post these uh, items on social media sites any longer. And, and uh, you know, the rationale uh, based on the Court of Appeals decision was, again, one, the content of the joint agreement. So they indicated that the joint agreement itself uh, prohibited uh, the parties from disparaging each other to the children. And uh, by doing this on social media, uh, the day the decree is entered, I mean, she's trying to walk a line where she's not violating that clause, but, it, you know, it's very, very close, and, and uh, certainly the comments were disparaging. Uh, and then they get to the fact that the kid, you know, in this case, the kids could easily hear these comments posted by mom, and, and, you, and you might ask why. Well, in this case, Mr. Nash is a high-profile NBA player, and so presumably other people out there in the community could read these tweets and then communicate them back to the kids. In other words, uh, kids at school, theoretically, or other parties out there could tell uh, the Nash children, hey, this is what your mom posted on Twitter about your dad. And so, you know, while mom in this case, uh, Mrs. Nash, didn't make these comments directly to the kids, which is what, what she argued was prohibited by posting these on the Twitter account, it's very conceivable that these comments could then be relayed back to the kids, uh, just given the celebrity status 
uh, of Mr. Nash. And so that was kind of the basis uh, for the opinion. The other thing that the opinion talked about, uh, again, the high profileness of the parties. This isn't a typical case. Uh, I mean, we're talking about uh, an NBA basketball player who's been out there for a long time, who's widely known in the community, and so the court looked at that. And then I think if you read the opinion, again, we don't know what the content of the tweets were exactly, but they used the term biting criticism. So uh, perhaps the contents of the tweets themselves were so bad that it caused such a concern uh, by the uh, by the court in this particular case as well. And so I don't know, would the result have been different if the tweets weren't so biting, if they weren't so harsh, um, <clears throat> you know, Perhaps, uh, and I think that's one thing you could kind of look at here between uh, in looking at the facts of this case. But so, if you look at the Nash case and you kind of apply it, you know, past that, ultimately, you know, parents have to be very careful about what they post on social media sites about their ex, uh, or if they're still married and going through a divorce, uh, because these postings ultimately uh, could come back to the kids. And the kids could hear of them, and, of course, that could be damaging to the kids. And, of course, the court could find out that you're doing it and not like it, and ultimately that could result uh, in an adverse custody judgment. And so, you know, really moving forward, you know, for most folks out there, you know, it's better to keep the tweets and the postings on Facebook about uh, your ex or about the divorce itself. It's better not to put them up at all. You put that stuff out there. And as you, as you see in this case, I mean, it sets off a string of litigation, probably costs these parties a lot of money, this case going up on appeal. And then ultimately, you have to assume on some level the kids probably found out about this just given the publicity of it. I mean, you can Google of this case and find all kinds of articles and stories about it. And so you, know, you post this stuff on the social uh, networking sites and you do it out of frustration maybe, you do it to uh, maybe get some sympathy or some support. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it ends up affecting the kids, and uh, that's definitely not a good thing. And so, you know, to the folks out there, you know, you might be frustrated with the acts. You might be frustrated by the process. But it's never a wise thing to post these in the public sphere and certainly not on social media sites. Certainly not helpful and not a, a good way to curry favor with the court and certainly not good for the, for the kids either because these tweets – uh, easily can come back to the kids, and obviously, uh, younger and younger children are setting up their own uh, social networking uh, profiles and are able to uh, to view a lot of these just themselves by going online. So, that's the case. It's a really interesting case. It's uh, garnered a lot of attention out there. Uh, again, if you want to follow up and get more information on this uh, particular episode, go to stengylawfirm.com. Click the articles tab. Uh, find the article titled Steve Nash Case Shows How the Use of Twitter in a Custody Case Can Become Important. So you can check that out. And if uh, you got the ability to access case law itself, again, the citation of this case is 307 Pacific 3rd 40, and it's an Arizona Court of Appeals case, uh, Division One, Department C, and the date of the uh, decision itself was July 23, 2013. So really interesting case. Hope all of the listeners out there found uh, this episode interesting, and we'll uh, see you next time on Family Law Talk with Stangy Law Firm. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Family Law Talk with Kirk Stangy. Visit StangyLawFirm.com for more about today's topic or to put Stangy Law Firm to work for your family today. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.